Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. We just heard the account of our Lord being transfigured on the mountain. He took Peter, James, and John up to pray. And while he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And the apostles saw his glory. In that moment of the transfiguration, the apostles were given a brief glimpse of the true identity of Jesus Christ. He allowed his divinity to shine forth for that brief moment so that they could see that he was not just Jesus of Nazareth, but he was Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. Because ordinarily, as Jesus was walking around Galilee and, and Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, what did people see? They saw a man. He ate, he slept, he walked, he talked, he acted like other men. You see, the divinity of Jesus Christ could not be glimpsed by physical sight. In a sense, his divinity was veiled. It was hidden by his humanity. That's what people directly saw and encountered. But those who had the eyes of faith were able to see that there was something more to Jesus Christ, that he was not an ordinary man. But that knowledge required faith. There were hundreds and thousands of people that saw Jesus and heard him speak and didn't believe that he was the Son of God. Because faith requires us to go deeper, to go beyond what our senses are able to perceive. And so Jesus, in order to affirm and strengthen the faith of these three chosen apostles, he allowed them to see for just a brief moment his true identity, his inner glory shone forth in that moment of the transfiguration. But then they came down from the mountain and they had to continue to walk by faith and not by sight, as you and I do as well. Because Jesus remains with us. He is present to us as he was present to the apostles 2,000 years ago. But he is present to us in an even more hidden way than he was to them. We know that Jesus remains truly, really, and substantially with us, present in the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist. But his identity is even more veiled, more hidden, than it was when he walked this earth so long ago. Because as I said back then, people were able to see his humanity. They were able to sense him. They were able to encounter him physically, to talk to him, to hear him. But his divinity was veiled. And so they had to believe in it, perceive it by faith. But today for us, with his presence among us in the Eucharist, even his humanity is veiled. Because when we look at the Eucharist with our physical eyes, we see bread and wine. It is only by faith that we perceive that there is a deeper spiritual reality, the true identity of the Eucharist. 
But this requires faith. This requires us to go beyond what we see with our eyes and to believe by the gift of faith that comes to us from the Holy Spirit. And this can be why the Eucharist is not an easy mystery to believe in. How can you Catholics believe that that host is really God, incarnate? It's not easy. In fact, when Jesus first proclaimed the truth of the Eucharist in John chapter 6, a lot of people walked away. They said, this is a hard saying. And it is. And even today, some Catholics still struggle with believing in the true identity of the Eucharist as the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. There was a a study done about five, six years ago in the United States. And what they found was that among practicing Catholics, those that go to Mass every week, only 65% of them believe in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Only 65% believe in what the church calls the source and summit of the Christian life. Among those who don't go to Mass on a regular basis, only 40% believe. And this is something that should be a wake-up call for us. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I think that's the case. There's a lot of underlying causes there. But for us, it's a reminder That we cannot take our faith in Jesus Christ being present among us in the Eucharist for granted. It's not something that just happens automatically. Just as it didn't happen automatically that people believe Jesus was the Son of God. Our faith requires an act of our will. It requires us to be intentional and to strive to guard such a precious gift that has been given to us by Almighty God. One of the reasons, though, why I think it's difficult for people sometimes to really believe in the Eucharist is because we can't rely upon our senses, right? Because when, our, when we look at the Eucharist with our senses, we're not able to perceive the true reality. We have to go beyond that. But our senses are how we ordinarily interact with the world. Sight, touch, taste, hearing, smell. That's how we uh, interact with things. That's how we uh, relate. But in the Eucharist, we have to go deeper because our senses are not able to perceive spiritual realities. We have to make an act of faith, and that requires us to be intentional and to exert some extra effort. But the church has always tried to help us go beyond our senses so that we can truly believe in the mysteries that are being celebrated at Mass. And this is actually kind of pertinent to the discussion that we're having about the placement of the tabernacle. Because the church has always used art and architecture to represent the spiritual mysteries that are being celebrated. The the layout of the church, the color of the vestments, uh, the vessels that we use, statues. Because we can't directly perceive Right? The presence of the angels among us, for example. The church has always used art and architecture to represent those, to aid our senses so that we can better believe and participate in the mysteries that we are celebrating. And that's one of the many reasons why I think it's more appropriate for the tabernacle to be in the center because that better visually represents the centrality 
of the Eucharist, the centrality of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he truly is the source and summit of our faith. But there's another way in which Christ is present among us, and we need to remember this as well. Because of the three reasons that Jesus left us the Holy Eucharist, one of them is so that we could receive him in communion. And the primary purpose of receiving communion is so that we can be strengthened in our relationship with Christ and transformed to become more like him. One of the reasons we receive communion is because Jesus desires to live within us. And we don't sense that. And so it's sometimes easy to forget that Christ is with us always. And that we receive him at Mass so that when we leave, we can take him with us in our hearts. And that the Eucharist is there to transform us so that the inner truth that God lives within us can be revealed to the world so that the light within us can shine forth. Jesus wants to live among each and every one of us. But we don't perceive this with our senses. And so we have to remind ourselves that Jesus is with us, not just when we're at church, but always. And he's also among us in our neighbor, in our brother and sister. Jesus gave that famous parable uh, of the final judgment when he separates the sheep and the goats. And he says, blessed are you because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. He says, whatever you did to the least of my brothers, you did to me. We need to recognize the presence of Christ in our neighbor. And we need to treat them and love them as we would treat and love Jesus Christ. Jesus is among us in so many ways. Above all and substantially in the Eucharist, but also in our hearts and in our neighbor. And we're called to recognize his invisible presence and to be his presence in the world. Because nobody in the world today is going to physically encounter Jesus Christ. When he ascended into heaven, he no longer walks the earth. They're not going to see him, but they are going to see you and me. And we are called to be witnesses to Christ in the world so that when people see us, they see him. So that we can help people have faith that Jesus is still among us. And this is why it's so important that we receive the Eucharist with reverence and devotion and humility and worthily. Because Christ wants to come and live within our hearts. And we have to make a home for him. We have to come with that preparation, ready to receive our Lord. To spend time after communion and after Mass, giving thanks for that gift, reverencing Christ within us, acknowledging that he desires to live with us, and then taking him out into the world. Because every single one of us is called to be transfigured and transformed, to be more like Christ. And the way that that happens primarily and above all is by our reverent and humble reception of the Most Holy Eucharist.